Hi guys, welcome back to another episode. Um, I know it's been a long time, maybe not a long time, but it's been a while since I have been able to like get caught up with this, really. Um, I have had some stuff going on, looking for a full-time job, going through interviews, and actually as I'm recording this, in a few hours I will be at round two of an interview, so hopefully I get that job. It would be amazing, but I hope that... Um, this episode finds you well. I know that everybody seems to kind of be going through a weird stage in life right now. Um, and if you hear any weird noises right now, my dogs are getting ready to start chasing each other. So, um, I will try to keep that to a minimum, but I just wanted to talk to you guys today. Um, kind of just about a recent experience I went through. It kind of pulls together um, the friend breakup episode and then this last episode of feeling like a burden to your friends and really just wanted to talk about people's true colors coming through Um, and that's definitely not something that can be avoided. So very recently and by that I mean literally three days ago um, a friend of mine and I went through like a cease communication like a ceasefire almost. Um, It wasn't because of my doing. She literally blocked me before she even gave me a chance to say anything else. And if you're familiar with me on Facebook or Instagram, then you might have seen talk about That's My Girl, which is my feminist activism group on Facebook. Um, If you haven't heard about it, definitely go search it. It's a closed group. So request to join. We would love to have you. Um, It's a really cool group, but That being said, I had woken up a couple weeks ago just with the idea of wanting to do that, and I thought that this friend wouldn't be a better choice to do it with me. So I asked her if she would be comfortable doing it and just like being an admin and helping me out. And then, of course, I had other ideas for the brand as, you know, a whole, excuse me. So I started sharing those ideas with her, and then I went through my own personal cloud of shit, like... I was struggling immensely and she was there for me alongside my mom and my sister and I was very appreciative and I wasn't taking advantage of that but I was trying to preserve myself and I'm sorry but no matter what you're going through in life, actually I'm not sorry to say this, no matter what you're going through in life, you are not obligated to share your mental and emotional burden, exhaustion, stress, whatever it is, with literally anybody. Like, you don't owe anybody anything. Like, if you want to take time to yourself, take time to yourself and don't talk to anybody if that's what you need. And that's exactly what I was trying to do for myself. And things were starting to even out within myself and within the house because, you know, when you're in a bad mood, it affects your partner. And the house just felt weird, and it was because of me. And I took a day off work. I called off, got my shift covered, And I just took a mental health day so that I could recoup and just have a peaceful moment in the house, like get caught up on all the cleaning that I neglected while I was feeling so depressed and, you know, just set us up for success for the rest of the week. And in doing that, I woke up on Monday morning and I didn't feel like talking to anybody. I wasn't really even on social media. I just had the TV on and was hanging out with the dogs and cleaning And then this person got so terribly upset with me that I didn't respond to them in a quick, quick enough amount of time to give her an update on how I was feeling. And like I just said, no matter what you're going through in life, you are not obligated to share that emotional or mental 
state with anybody at all. So I don't know really what happened, but there is a chain of events that must have happened between Monday and two days ago, three days ago, um, where a friend of mine who now runs That's My Girl With Me sent me some screenshots. And this friend of mine, quote unquote friend, actually stole the core ideas from That's My Girl and has now translated it into her own project with someone else. So I approached her about it, and she literally cussed at me. She told me never to talk to her again and all this stuff, and I was like, oh my goodness, like I just asked you for clarification, and this is how, how you're handling it. So in that moment, as soon as I sent a voice message asking about what was going on, I just had a gut feeling that something good wasn't happening anymore and that I was probably being taken advantage of just considering how I had been treated over the course of the week. And I'm not putting all this out here to be negative or to like gossip in the podcast, but I just want to give you guys details so that hopefully you can translate it into your life if you're going through something similar as well. Because over the course of the last five months living in Texas, I have been blinded by who I thought was someone I have met like lifetimes ago, you know, like I thought we were really great friends and that nothing was going to be able to shake us much like my other close friendships. And I was wrong. And I don't want anybody, not even my worst enemy to have to feel like that or to have to wonder like, oh, should I have said something different while defending myself, sticking up for myself? Like, I don't want anybody to ever question their worth or Um, vitality in a relationship, you know, no matter if it's a friendship or a romantic relationship, a business relationship, you should be able to speak your mind, speak your truth and have people hear you out fully. And if they're not willing to do that, and they're not willing to meet you where you are at in life, then those people are not for you. Those business arrangements are not for you. That job is not for you. You know, however, this translates into your life, you just have to be observant. You need to be more observant than me and be careful about the people that you let in your life because it can either turn out like the very first episode to be a super toxic relationship. You can end up with a friend breakup. You can end up feeling like a burden to your friends or here seeing people's true colors when conflict arises. Now when conflict arises, it doesn't matter if it's with your mom, a sibling, your romantic partner, a friend, a teacher, it can be literally anybody. But as soon as you feel that angst and that anger inside of you, that's when you want to try to reel yourself back in. And this is something I've been trying to consciously work on, and it is so much harder said than done. No, so much easier said than done. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so anyways, it's, it's challenging, and it definitely tests your patience and your I don't know, mental inner workings, I guess, your ability to be able to make something negative into a positive. But sometimes it's really hard to do that because when we feel that trigger of anger, it really is our baseboard just going off, like all the lights on the switchboard are going off. And what our baseboard is, is our internal coping mechanism for conflict that we developed as a child. Um, It's just something that we did to kind of keep ourselves safe. So it's the place that we most often retreat to when conflict arises. So for me personally, that is like an oasis. And an oasis for me has always been my bedroom, my safe place in my mom's house. So ultimately, when I feel huge conflict, especially living out of state, 
I sometimes immediately just want to run home. But being 17 hours away has really helped me to kind of detach myself from that emotional strapping that I have like developed within me to be able to see what is and what is not. And over the last week and a half, that was something that was really hard for me because I'm a very emotional person. I'm an Aquarius. So when we are emotional, it's hard for us to detach that from reality. We often want to focus on how we feel or how somebody or someone's words are making us feel. But that's just the point. How we feel is what our baseboard triggers. It will keep those feelings of anxiousness, anger, fear. It's the flight, fight, or like, yeah, flight or fight response. And um, as we get older, it's important that we kind of pick apart those pieces of the baseboard that, you know, how we learn how to, how we tick. We learn more about ourselves. We learn more about how we operate when we have different interactions with people all throughout our lives. So we have to understand that if we're dealing with that, every other human being is dealing with that, you know? Everybody had a different upbringing. Everybody had different, you know, things going on in their house. So everybody inevitably is going to have a baseboard that works differently. And that's just like your gut, basically. And it's important that you don't allow too many emotions to get in the way. I think having emotion is important because you need to be expressing yourself when you're feeling it. But you also kind of have to be realistic and understand when you are talking about emotion or you're talking about what's actually happening. And in these moments, that's when people's true colors come out. We really learn the types of people that want to run, the people that want to block us on social media and through our phones like we're freaking 12 years old still. There are people that will remain calm. There are people that will want to tackle it head on so that they don't have to deal with it anymore. There are all types of people out there, all different ways that we handle conflict, but we just have to be mindful of that. And I think in trying to be mindful of that, it has helped me to let go of some of the feelings that I have had about being homesick and wondering if this place is really for me. I think I've just allowed that overwhelming feeling of homesickness kind of take over other elements of my life. So... It's important because, you know, the Pinterest photos and the memes and stuff that you see about, like, if you can't love yourself, how can you love someone else? You know, if you don't know yourself, how do you ever expect yourself to get to know someone else? Like, all of those things are not cliche. They are so, so very true and so very important because life is a journey. We're not always going to be perfect. And most of the people that listen to this podcast are in their mid-20s, so none of us have our shit together, though a lot of us like to pretend that we do. And, you know, that's just life. We all have to bob and weave through these obstacles, but we have to learn how we tick, how other people tick, and we really, in that, are able to decipher who is meant to be in our lives and who are not. The people that are really the perfect fit to the puzzle, those are the people that we need to be keeping around. So when people don't give you a chance to speak your mind or they immediately go to defense mode and they want to block you and tell you to never talk to you again... Just take that and run with it. They have already shown you everything that you need to be shown. But if there are people that are trying to get you to talk, trying to see where you are at and understand you from your perspective, those are the good ones. Those are the people that you want to have in your corner because those are the people that care about getting to know you to the core and getting to know themselves to the core as well. But they're also willing to work through the differences in each other's baseboards 
and figure it out, you know? There are people that are afraid of those types of things. They're afraid to let people in or to let walls down and really let people know how they're feeling. And it makes it really, really difficult. And that's what we call talking to a brick wall. Like, you have talked to somebody in your life or have had an experience in your life where you've referred to somebody as a brick wall. And that's the kind of person that just isn't good for us. If you can't get through on any sort of basic level, then you can't waste your time. I do have to say that at 23, I never really expected somebody to block me on all social media and from my phone when they have wronged me. Um, But I guess it's 2019 and it's the year of just rolling with it and figuring it out. And honestly, I'm not upset. It sucks to lose a friend, but like I've talked so many times, like, It's a lesson. These people are just teaching us a lesson and they're walking out of our lives for a reason so that the right people can come in. And if not, it's just that type of person that was only supposed to be around for a season of life to help you learn some things. And I genuinely, genuinely believe that with my situation. And maybe you do too. Maybe you don't with whatever it is that you're going through. But like I was just saying, you just have to decipher what's emotion-based and what is reality-based so that if there is a way to work it out with whoever it is, give yourself that chance if you feel like you need to. But if you feel like it's unsalvageable and like that person isn't going to be investing in you the same way that you are for them, don't continue to waste your time because those are the types of people you will always have to beg to be part of your life, to be there for you, to support you. When in reality, when conflict arises, those are probably the people that are going and airing all of your dirty laundry to anybody that they can think of. So, um, that's something that I have experienced and sure I am sure I'm experiencing currently with this most recent friend breakup but at the end of the day we have to understand that those types of people are their own problem they're the reason for their own unhappiness and anxiousness and lack of genuine connection in their life because that's the kind of energy that they put out and though my friends that I have really great connections and relationships with are in the north I'm not bothered by that because We communicate so much more effectively and stronger than we did when we were in the same town. And not only that, but it has shown me that distance is really not a factor for the people that truly care about me in my life and my family being the top people, you know, I've been so close to them my whole life. And now that I'm 17 hours away, it hasn't necessarily changed anything other than the fact that I'm not physically there. But I mean, we communicate more. We're just we're just more in the loop with one another And it's really comforting to know that those relationships are only going to continue to improve even if other ones fail along the way. And that's something that I'm finding peace in. And I hope that's something that you're able to find peace in as well. Because as we get older, we have to understand people are going to die. We're going to inevitably lose people and not get them back. So right now, while we have people in our lives, it's important that we focus on nurturing that relationship with them in the physical and just making the most of it, not allowing stupid things to get in the way or to ruin good times that you can have because time is of the essence. We will never be able to get it back and we need to capitalize on that however we can. So if that means you need to get rid of people in your life or you need to show your true colors to somebody, then you need to speak up and do it because why do you want to waste your time? Why do you want to waste your life? on people or experiences that don't truly bring you happiness. You got to Marie Kondo your life, dude. Like you Marie Kondo'd your closet. You got to do that with your life. You have to keep the people around you that spark joy, that challenge you, that make you the best version of yourself. And if there are people in your life that aren't like that, you got to stop and ask yourself if maybe they're what they are what's holding you back.
because that's something I have had to deeply consider and I honestly feel like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders and she made it so easy. She made it so easy for me because I would have just continued to feel like a burden and like my, like just like no part of me in the relationship was valid and nobody deserves to feel that way. So I hope that all of this helps. If it doesn't, hopefully it entertained you a little bit just to know my life isn't perfect and I never want anybody to think that. Just because I talk about ways to stay positive and rise above the occasion does not mean that my life is put together or glamorous or anything of the like. It's quite the contrary. I live a messy daily life. I'm a messy human being, but I will be messy until the end and damn it, I'm going to do my best until the very end. And that's all we can do. We can only be better than we were yesterday. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you have made it all the way to the end, um, extra special thank you to you. Um, I will be leaving the That's My Girl link in the description of this episode so that if you guys do have interest in joining an activism group, um, the link will be available. If you are going to request to join the group, just make sure that you read the um, pending member question and just consent to it. It just has to do with privacy and confidentiality just to maintain that within the group once you join. But we would love to have you. We're always talking about just anything under the sun that has to deal with empowering others and, you know, just doing our best, being a better human being just through and through. So Just take that with a grain of salt, you guys, and just rest easy knowing that you will always make the decisions that are best for you, and if they don't feel right, you have the option to change your life. You don't have to allow people's true colors to dictate what you do or don't do. Just make sure that you follow your true colors and your gut, and in doing that, you will be able to attract the right people and experiences in your life. I love you guys, and keep chasing the light.